0: This is Masters in Travel, a rendezvous at the intersection of travel and business to accelerate your success. I'm your host, Whitney, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets. Each episode, we have one goal in mind, to share experiences, insights, and resources to help you maximize your potential. Masters in Travel is a podcast, community, and academy for travel advisors by travel advisors, and I'm so glad to have you join the conversation. Get ready to become a master in travel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Masters in Travel. I'm your host, Whitney. Today, we have a few very important questions for you. As the CEO of your travel business, what do you do each and every month to ensure your business is heading in the direction of your big goals? How do you define success from one month to the next? What type of things do you look for? How do you ensure boundaries are well-established each month to ensure you're the most efficient and focused you can possibly be from one day to the next? Here with me today are our very favorite co-founders, Jennifer Jacob and Robin Brown from Teak. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank Thank you so much.
0: So I believe it was at the end of August, you sent out a really beautiful newsletter. And one specific point that stuck with me was a recommendation to establish a monthly CEO day a monthly day where you only work on your business. So I'm very curious to know a little bit behind the scenes. Tell me in your words, what is a monthly CEO day and why do you believe that this is so important for travel advisors?
1: Okay, so I'm so excited you're asking about this because when I did initially draft up that email with all of those helpful tips and stuff, I, and I can't take full credit for CEO days because I've seen a couple other people in different creative businesses start doing this, whether it's like a design business, photography business, where it's like strictly editing. But I wanted to kind of bring that concept and mold it because for Teak, a lot of the time we're talking to clients, our clients about elevating their systems or working on their branding and people are just overwhelmed. So by hearing all these people be like, I just don't have time. I don't have time. And it's like, I totally understand that. I Remember the grind of client work, especially now in COVID when it's just the ever changing rules of the world. And more and more people are overwhelmed by that client work. But when you only do client work, you're like missing out on the minutiae of your business. Your business can't operate unless you put it first sometimes. And that doesn't mean you're a bad business owner taking a step back from CEO or taking a step back from client days to work specifically on your business because, like, We don't work on our business and we're only working in our business. How can we create a successful business that we actually love? So CEO days are something and they can look different for everybody. I take a CEO day every Friday. So my goal is to get to a place in our business where like we can implement more of a half day on Friday. And like the beginning part of my day is strictly teak and anything we have coming up where I can like fully put my brain on our business and prioritize it versus clients businesses. So a lot of people, I again, I do like mini CEO days every Friday. You can do like a massive CEO day every month. You can even, I mean, push it out and do it a week every quarter. Yeah.
0: All of the above. Honestly, I will take all of the above. Yeah. Listening to you talk, I have so many ideas and so many follow-up questions. But before that, Jen, I'm curious to know, do you also do this on your own or is this something that you and Robin generally do together as co-founders? How do you approach this concept of, because I feel like there's CEO day like for you individually, but then there's also CEO day like for your business. So doing that together with Robin might be a good idea. So how do you approach it on your side?
2: We actually block out a good portion of days when we are feeling overwhelmed with actual business tasks. So I will say, Robin, can we do like a half day mini retreat? And we just basically put on the calendar and it doesn't have to be a specific day. It could be a random Tuesday, but we put on the calendar a time where we don't have to have an end stopping point. So it might start at noon and we just go until our brains are depleted and we need a martini kind of vibe. Or we actually do typically like an hour touch point every day anyway. So that's usually more project-based. And then we'll do an individual meeting for business like reconnaissance. As far as my CEO day, I think I have a little bit different of an approach. And I think that unfortunately boils down to that I'm conditioned to being on technology at all times because of being trained for five years of being available for clients. And so I'm working through that on a personal level. But what I have found to equate to a CEO day to me is giving myself permission to work in a different space. So whether that's a coffee shop or go have lunch with a glass of wine and still take my computer. So I still feel productive, but I'm either sitting in the sunshine or I'm people watching and I'm filling my cup in another way rather than just sitting in front of my computer waiting for emails to come in. I'm notoriously bad at that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm really excited that you mentioned that as well, because that was going to be one of my next questions. Can we also take a CEO day in an entirely different location than where we're normally working? Because I also feel very inspired by doing exactly what you recommended of just go to a cafe, go to a restaurant, have a glass of wine. You know, maybe it's just a nice lunch. Maybe it's just a beautiful coffee, whatever it is, but just suddenly you have a different view instead of the normal office that you're working in every day. And that alone can feel really rejuvenating. Even if you are just doing client work, I feel like that just shifting locations can really help.
1: Yeah. There's research behind it too, of like just changing up your scene and stuff. Jen, you can go ahead. I know I cut
2: you off. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I think it, it fuels you in a different creative way. So I know Robin, you're very much the same way where You get fueled by that, like people watching aspect. And it's, it's, I'm actually very introverted. So it's kind of shocking to me that I do get fueled in that way. But just having a glass of wine, it's like you feel a little bit bad about it. Like I'm so edgy having a glass of wine in the middle of a Thursday that.
0: I'm always very cognizant of the tasks that I'm working on while I'm doing that. It was like, I'm not sending client emails. I'm definitely probably writing social media captions because sometimes you need a glass of wine.
1: The <laughs> best social media captions come from Jen with one to two glasses of wine. After that, they get a little crazy and I do have to double check them. But like <laughs> what happens between that one to two glasses.
2: It's actually insane.
0: Confessions so oh, of our social media captions. <laughs>
2: I get in my feels after a glass and a
0: half. Yeah, it's oh. either you get in your feels or you find your soap boxes.
1: <laughs> have careful.
0: you still not renewed your passport? Didn't we already talk about this? <laughs>
1: It's so funny, but I will say another thing, not even just changing scenery, but I have found that my most creative moments in my business, well, in any business that I've been in personally, is when I actually take the time to log off of all social media, all my emails and step away. So I want to be better about that because I noticed this. In the very beginning of summer, I was in a hard place. It was just like a grind. I was coming up on my wedding. So there was like a never-ending task list. And my mom's like, come to Dallas. Let's get your dress. And you're not going to go on social media. And you're not going to answer emails for a full weekend, which to me You should be taking the weekend off, but that's still hard. As like Jen said, we're conditioned nonstop, go, go, go. Cause when the business stops or when we stop the business stops and it's like, that's not true. And by taking that weekend off where I was not on any platform, like I logged off of Instagram, I logged off of Facebook and I was just outside. My phone was in my room and I was gardening with my mom and we were going for lunch in downtown Dallas. And after that, I came back with such a creative energy and this creative juice.
0: Okay. So I really appreciate that. We've already kind of established that CEO days can happen whenever. It doesn't have to be on a specific day of the month. It can also happen weekly and quarterly, and it can also happen in a different location. So that's just getting all that creativity out there. I appreciate that. So really my, my next question for you is what exactly are you doing on these days? I know that you said you're working on your business, but is this something that every single CEO day, you have very specific tasks and they're always the same? Or is every month a little bit different and it's just whatever needs to be done on CEO day just happened. How is that working in your brains?
1: So for me, my CEO days very much depend on our business. Right now we're launching a lot of new things coming for the new year. We have new design service. We're onboarding a new team member right now and we're launching a whole new program. So Right now, I try to do my CEO days where I'm like cutting the day into whatever major tasks we have. So right now those there's those three major things, new design services, onboarding a new designer, and then the new launch of our new program. So I like cut my day into like these thirds where it's I'm sprinting for 2 hours working on all things with this long task and then Once I hit lunchtime, I'm taking a break because breaks are important and I need to be better about them. And then I'm switching my brain completely to onboarding. And then after that time is up, maybe I go for a walk. Maybe I go to the gym. Maybe I do something to take a break again. And then I switch to that final task. So depending on what you're at, like if you need to batch social media, that can be like a full day of batching. Or that could be like... Maybe you split up the morning and you're social batching and you're creating emails and email newsletter templates. And then you take a break, you take lunch, you get outside, do whatever. And then the next half of the day, like that final part, you're auditing all of your client trips and just making sure all passports are there. You're getting yourself organized. You're adding dates to your calendar. If you're a person who needs to put client dates into calendars or like fine tuning your systems. I recommend, and everyone has different systems they use to keep track of tasks and projects. We use ClickUp in our business. So a lot of what I will pull, like, how do I know what I'm supposed to do? We have a lot of those big projects that we're working on in ClickUp with all the steps that we need to complete for us and team members. So that's my guiding light. And then, yeah, I organize my day accordingly because I know that if I am working for six hours straight, hour four through six is really unproductive. And I'm honestly online shopping while doing stuff. And that's, <laughs> that's not good.
0: So, and your eyes are just kind of glazed over and starting to yeah. cross. and <laughs>
1: Is like, are you a
0: zombie? This is probably just a me problem, but I've definitely gotten this vibe from you in previous podcasts that you manage your time really well or so it seems that you do because CEO day is also not a concept that's new to me. Like I've definitely heard of it before, but I'm going to be really honest. I always manage to think that I'm going to solve world peace in one day. And then I get started. I have my three chunks of time. And then I'm like, oh, actually three chunks are not enough to even finish one of these tasks. And then I feel the overwhelm again. So what is your secret behind just being really honest with yourself about how long things are going to take you and what you can truly accomplish in one CEO day?
1: Okay. Well, I'm Super appreciative that you think I manage my time well, because I sometimes am just like, Robin, what are you doing? I called Jen earlier this week, and she goes, okay, what are you working on? I'm like, I don't know. I need to do everything, and I don't know what I'm even supposed to start doing. So that was a time where we could be like, whoa, what's coming down the pipeline first? Let's prioritize that. Then let's prioritize the second task and stuff. So sometimes I need somebody to help me, but there are plenty of things on my seat. I wish I could finish every single thing yeah. I do during a CEO day, but that's just not how it really I mean, works.
0: social media alone, it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do all my social media for the next month. And then after two hours, all I've actually done is downloaded or found the 30 photos that I want to use. Like, and we haven't even gotten started on the captions and the hashtags. And then, and then I'm just like, Oh, this again.
1: it's so crazy but also be able and open to let inspiration hit you when it hits you sometimes i'll wake up on a wednesday and it's like yeah i do know i need to work with clients today but like for whatever reason the juices are flowing and i'm pumping out some social i would just set it up so it's like no matter what you do try but you can't force creative tasks that's the biggest thing that's
0: the heart yeah Mm -hmm. so
1: hard and there's a level of creativity that comes with travel design too so I mean-
0: Definitely. You have to feel inspired. You have to feel passionate. So something that you were mentioning way back at the beginning that made me think is when we are doing client work day in and day out, all day, every day, often on the weekends, even when we're not supposed to be, that starts to feel like a job and that starts to feel not fun anymore. And sometimes I, I literally think to myself, I don't give a crap about hotels in Venice right now. This is the last thing that I want to be doing. And I suddenly hate my job, which is not how I really feel. It's just- I need a break. And sometimes that break can come from actually stepping away, but sometimes it can come from something like a CEO day where it's like, let's just do something different for a day. Let's just do something different for a half day. And so that we feel re-engaged and re-inspired again, because we've just taken a beat and stepped away from quoting hotels for a second, you know? So I think that the CEO day is also really powerful in that way to just break up all of the different types of work that we are doing within our business.
1: And I think it's so important to like keep in mind as there are things in your business that you enjoy doing. They're typically like you enjoy at least one aspect of your business. Weirdly enough for me, it's organizing my systems and forecasting and planning and making sure everyone has their tasks. It's so like, I don't know, weirdly calming to me to be able to be like, everything is handled. So that when I'm feeling like I'm burnout on client work, I don't have an ounce of creativity left. Really don't feel like touching social media right now because my brain is fried. That's always something I'll fall back on because weirdly enough, auditing clients was my favorite, making sure everything had, whether it was like a system or putting a new email into my little workflow that I had going, stuff like that made me happy. Maybe that's not what it is for you. Maybe it's totally something, you know, learning about a new destination because that should be a CEO day, making sure you're prioritizing your knowledge because that's where the whole when we sent out our thing we're we're doing our Italy masterclass coming up and that's where we got the idea of this would make a really good CEO day for somebody who they find their creative juices and they really get high off their business when they're like learning about these new destinations or talking to suppliers, growing their knowledge or mm-hmm. whatever, or cleaning their next fam trip or anything. So make sure you're paying attention to what draws you to your business, what gives you energy, because that's going to be what you want to, especially when your batteries are dead, use as like that (laughs) jolt of energy. So
0: it sounds to me that the the first most important step is just to block the time and like worry later about what you're going to do with the time, whether it's once a month or once a week or whatever it is, just block the day so that clients can't schedule calls, so that proposals aren't due that day, so that whatever it is, nothing else is happening. And then when you get closer to the day, you can actually kind of decide what really needs to be done, but also what would I enjoy doing on this day that would also serve my business and kind of see where you can find the middle point between all of those, right? Jen, how do you approach CEO day? Do you like to just, it looks like by nodding (laughs) that you also just love to block the space and see where the time goes and where you feel like the time is going to be best spent. Or do you also have every CEO day, I'm looking at numbers, I'm looking at systems, I'm looking at processes. Do you always have an idea of what you want to accomplish with that time?
2: So I'm kind of exactly the opposite where you mentioned like getting tired of looking at hotels because now
0: (laughs) don't tell me that you always love it all day every day come on
2: No, but now our systems are the majority of what we're looking at. So to me, that doesn't fill my cup from a personal level. It fills it from a professional level. I love seeing people enhance their workflows and their systems and things like that. But I don't get as much time anymore to research fun hotels. I have a very bad habit of when I have a CEO day, it always ends with planning my own personal trip because that fuels my fire and my why that I got into travel. My why that we started Teak is one to help the industry, but also to be able to experience the world in a way that I never thought I would be able to experience the world. And the more that I get to know about hotels and logistics and destinations the more excited I get about sharing that with other advisors. So that's a really embarrassing, like geeky answer to that. But it is what fills my cup. And I love flying. Robin and I both love being on airplanes because we can't pick up our phone. And it's almost like flying is our CEO day sometimes where we buy the Wi-Fi, but we don't get texts. We don't get phone calls and we can just sit, and I don't think I'm alone in this. I think everyone gets slightly emotional on planes. That's when I really get in my feels. Maybe a second glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's I have,
0: where we're working with the glass of wine.
2: <laughs> got a sticky note of my captions on my phone. Start chugging out plannily. I do feel much more fueled. But to answer your question in a very long-winded way, I don't think that I intentionally set out to do a CEO day with a specific Amount of tasks, I set out to hit on all the things that fuel me, whether that means a massage, whether that means sitting in my pajamas with a cup of coffee and auditing upcoming client trips and looking at fun restaurants that they can go to, whether that means, and it's again, it's the creative stuff. It's not. Dialing and sitting on hold. It's not putting proposals together, looming clients, taking calls. It's none of the things that deplete me. It's only my top favorite things that I love about doing both businesses. And so I prioritize the pieces that give me joy so that when I come back to those harder tasks on Monday or the next day, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, I have more bandwidth because I gave myself. The grace and permission to do an entire day of the things that brought me to why we love this job.
0: Yes. Amazing. And I appreciate that the CEO day might be sitting in your pajamas or going to get a massage or to get a manicure or something. That's also a CEO day, right? Like just giving ourselves permission to do that sometimes.
2: And we don't have kids, but a lot of people on the weekends that have kids, that's your job on the weekends is to be like full-time mom and dad. And so if your CEO day is the only time that you get to self-care in a way that makes sense for you, then do it. You can't pour from an empty cup. You know that we love to say protect your peace. And if turning your phone off for an hour and a half and getting a massage is protecting your peace and then going back to your desk and doing the parts of the business that you really enjoy, you're benefiting everyone. 100%
0: absolutely so as you were talking through some of the tasks that might occur on a CEO day such as auditing client trips for example or researching hotels you really love and that's okay that I don't (laughs) I do sometimes just not always I don't when it's like a to-do like oh I really have to get this done it also starts to remind me and make me think about batching tasks because I think that CEO day is important because that's blocking space. This is what we are doing on that day, but also batching. What I have started doing is when I see my travel joy tasks start popping up of like, okay, I just confirmed a trip. I need to go invoice everything. I need to make sure that I've got all the accounting done properly and update those supplier invoices, all those things. The tasks are landing on my to-do list and travel joy kind of throughout the week on random days, because we only have so much control over that. And what I have found myself doing is opening all of them and rescheduling them for Friday. And so that means that I'm invoicing for like six different trips all at the same time. And not only is it kind of a CEO day because I'm getting those things done, but more importantly, I think it's batching and that it feels more efficient and I can just get my brain in that mode. And then I do the same for auditing client trips. So when clients are getting ready to travel in two or three weeks, and I'm literally combing through every detail, making sure they have every single thing that I need. If I'm in that mindset already for one trip, why not go to the next one that's five days later? So it ends up becoming more efficient as well because your brain is just in that zone already.
2: I agree with that fully. There's so much science behind batching itself and the ability to be more productive when you do batch tasks. So Robin and I love the four-hour work week and we love the philosophy behind all of that. And I feel like we talk about it a lot, but it's because it works for us and we are big believers in chugging stuff out. When we need to get something out of our brain, we'll hop on a call. And sometimes our CEO days end up being a brain dump versus an actual action-oriented day where we just, <laughs> she's showing, is that a brain dump of cl- ClickUp? <laughs> so
1: it's not ClickUp. I actually have something on my notes just so that any, bit it's big project task. So it's like, it's literally labeled by the, the type of our business. And it's any sort of idea I have where it's systems. It's like, I really want to create a client welcome guide. I really got to do that. So it's like just an idea that I have randomly walking my dog where it's CEO day. What should I do today? And I look at my little list and I'm like, dang, I want to get that done. So that's really nice. But also during the week, something I found really effective for me, I don't know if it's effective for everybody, but I like literally structure my day the exact same every single day. So if you like look at my calendar, it, every single day starts at 730. Before that, I walk my dog and have coffee and that's literally on my calendar. And then it's audit my day. So I answer emails and then I have inside of each of my little tasks on my calendar, I have what needs to be done. So starting your day or pre-check of your day or whatever it is. And then it's get back with this client, follow up about that feedback or whatever it is. And then every single day before lunch, I'm answering emails. So it's 30 minutes on my calendar where it's just answering emails. Two hours to batch social media on Mondays or review the social media on Mondays if Jen already put it in. So it's everything on my day is pretty much the exact same. But it's good for me because I'm like, I kind of know where things go. And I know that like I'm going to get it so much done in this time frame. And if I have extra time, right, I like have a little extra time on my plate and I can add one of those CEO day tasks to my calendar that day. Or I can opt to be like, you know what, it's time for me to go to the grocery store because I find so much joy and calmness by grocery shopping, which is weird.
2: You also find calmness in... Deep diving on our websites. I know when Robin (laughs) is going down a rabbit hole because she will start sending me looms of new web pages and updated website. And that's what makes her happy a lot of the time is creating beautiful aesthetics. So by removing herself from having to work on someone else's business She gets in the mindset and I can tell she is just in her happy place when she starts looming me something and she's like, watch this. How amazing is this? And it might be like a video for social. It might be graphics. It might be an update for our website. So I can tell when she's in her creative space by when she starts pinging me with updates too, which That's just as geeky as hotels, but I'm going to bring you down with me. (laughs) (laughs) No, no bringing
0: down at all. I just, I find it very interesting (laughs) to see where we all go when we're trying to zone out. And it's just very fascinating that ours is so opposite. I avoid (laughs) hotels and you're like, ooh, let's
1: dig into these hotels. (laughs) What's yours like?
0: If I'm geeking out, I'm probably on numbers and in my systems and analyzing and yeah. Oh
1: man, we're one. That's right.
0: I just really want to be like updating those task lists and just like checking off the things and deep in my spreadsheets. That's my happy
1: place. <laughs> we are so good. yes.
0: You said a couple of things I wanted to go back to. First, brain dumps are so powerful. I often find that when I'm feeling the most nervous and anxious energy, it's because I have this feeling that there's all these things that I need to do and I have all these ideas. But when I actually sit down and just get them out of my brain, just write them down, A, it's never as much as it feels like in my brain. And B, getting it down enables me to say, okay, I'm going to do this, but it's going to be on CEO day. And now I can put it aside and then go back and focus on what I really need to focus on. So that is super powerful. And I, you guys know how much we love Trello. And so I just have a huge random thing on Trello. So every time I have an idea for a newsletter or for social, or I feel inspired about whatever it is, I just go to my my Trello spot and I just dump it out and then I can go on with my day and not think about it anymore. And so that is kind of setting up your CEO days really, that's making sure that all of those ideas are being dumped in one spot so that when you're saying, okay, now I have a CEO date, now what am I going to work on? Then you can look through those things and see what needs to be prioritized.
1: Yeah. I always feel the most productive when I brain dump everything I need for the week on a Sunday. It's prepping for the week. You're not working on the tasks. I will say that. You're just putting it out of your brain onto paper. So I, would use, I used to pull up my travel joy and look at all my upcoming tasks for the week and put those under like client must do. And it's all my tasks on the, Mm -hmm. they need to be done. And then it's business tasks post on social three days a week. If it's scheduled, whatever, whatever, and then just literally laying out any and everything that comes into your brain and then organizing it. And then I used to have a sticky note on my desk. I don't anymore, but it was a brain dump of what I needed to do the next day if I was in a certain place. Because a lot of the stuff we're doing right now, especially with this new program, it's I get to a spot and I need to stop, but I'm not done. So it's just like a mental note where it's like still mm-hmm. new. But brain dumps phone, I have so many on my phone. I have one on our clickup board. Probably yes. organize them more, but they're yeah. just they anything and everything.
0: Yes, exactly. Write it all down because we have so many good ideas, but we just can't do all the things all at once. Another thing that I started doing for myself is I created my own monthly task list in Travel Joy. So it's like just created like a fictitious trip for myself. And on the first of every month, I go in and upload the new task list. And so it's things like CEO day, like I need to go in and look at my numbers and update a couple of things. So that's something that's happening every single month at the beginning of the month. But then it also becomes a placeholder so that when it's in my task list and travel joy and I think, oh, I need to do the thing, but that can wait till CEO day. There's already a place in my travel joy waiting that I just open and add it to the description box. So that when we finally get to CEO day, I'm not spending any time wondering what needs to be done. So for example, if I'm thinking of a little updates that need to be made in my newsletter, or little updates that need to be made on my website, I'm not going into my website and making one update at a time. I'm making a bullet pointed list of, I'm going to sit down for 45 minutes and do all these things at once. And so there's just constantly like a a living task in my travel joy that I'm just adding to. And so that when I finally do it, I do it all at once.
1: That's probably the best travel joy hack I've ever heard. I love
0: that. And it helps me just stay organized as well. And I can put all the relative due dates. And so then I even have like a task of, okay, go start for the next month on the last day of the month. It's just, it just becomes so automatic so that it literally takes zero brain energy. I love
1: that. love that. But also giving yourself grace. I feel like as CEOs, especially in a travel world, we think we need to do everything. And it's like, just know that like you get to one or two tasks a day, you're doing a great job. I feel like there's so much of that hustle grind culture out there where it's never stop, keep climbing Again, I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, CEO days, but like it is also very smart for you to use that time if you need to step away or outsource. Look for ways to outsource stuff that's truly draining. It may seem scary to like either hire on, but even if it's something like systems or website or whatever, there's people out there who can help. I think we know of one, but there's plenty more who can take those tasks that you've been like gosh darn it, it's been on my CEO list for a quarter now or six months and it's never going to get done. Like, I really need to update my websites. I really need to revamp this. I really need to hire a social media manager, whatever it is, and then prioritize that and look at hiring and look at all that kind of stuff. But outsourcing is super powerful because you can do a lot of things, but you cannot do everything.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was also thinking that having a CEO day and batching my tasks actually made it easier for me to see what I really don't enjoy doing and what an assistant could absolutely help me with. I think it was one Saturday morning that I had batched all of my invoicing. I just kept pushing it to Saturday, knowing like this week is crazy. I'll do it on Saturday morning. And I ended up spending like 90 minutes on a Saturday morning invoicing. And the whole time I was like, an assistant should be doing this. I should not be spending 90 minutes on a Saturday morning. But when I was invoicing one trip at a time, it it took maybe 10 minutes. And so it didn't feel so heavy. But when I batched all of the client tasks together, and I really looked at the time and realized how long that took me as a CEO of my business, it suddenly became so much more apparent what an assistant should be helping me with. And that was one of the tasks.
2: I think that it's really important. This is not really CEO day related necessarily, but as we go through every day, write down what is not what you need to be doing. What are you doing that someone else could do? I was actually doing this today. I was reconciling what missing commissions I haven't received and I was like, why am I chasing this down? And I put it on my VA's Trello board to call and invoice all of these hotels cuz I'm missing like 4 grand of commissions from direct bookings. We know over the summer, mm-hmm. all of these direct these smaller hotels, it accumulates, but It does, yeah. It's shocking when you think, oh, I'll follow up with them later. Oh, I'll follow, and then all of a sudden you look back at the past 6 months and you're like, I'm miss- right so much money because I didn't take the time to sit down and actually invoice and follow up with them. So even if you have someone that can do a part-time something, you don't even have to hire someone full-time or even share VA if someone, Mm -hmm. if you have 20 hours of work a week and someone else, and you can cut down on that training. But as you're going through the day-to-day write on a sticky note, on ClickUp, on Trello, whatever it is. For us, it was Trello. But write all of the tasks that you're doing that someone else could do without your brain, and you immediately will realize how many hours a day that your talents are not going towards what is actually making you money. It's going towards things that you could definitely create a role for someone else and pay them how you want to pay them. But get what you both mutually need out of the relationship.
0: So I think we, with that in mind, we can then take CEO day one step further and say that ideally, and you might have to work your way up to this. This might not be CEO day number one, but ideally CEO day should be full of work or creative endeavors or whatever it is that cannot be outsourced or that cannot be delegated. That CEO day should literally be the thing where you are in your zone of genius, you are doing something that you love and you are doing something that only you can do. And if you're doing work that could or should be delegated, that's actually not the idea of CEO day.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So to to wrap up our entire kind of CEO discussion, I have one final question for you both. When you think about your ideal CEO day, whether it's once a week, every month, every quarter, how do you approach preparation for that day? How do you really make sure that you're setting yourself up for success to maximize the potential of each of those time periods or those days that you've set aside? What are you, what are you thinking about?
2: So one thing that I think about first as I prepare my calendar for this is I actually block my calendar in full and I would let my VA know that I'm going to be out of the office and I would make sure the day prior that I have an entire list on Trello for her to chug through. And sometimes that actually is a full comprehensive audit of all agency bookings because then I know that she's going to be set for the whole day. It's in a productive direction and – I can relax knowing those minute details are taken care of so that I can actually compartmentalize and get into a more creative, relaxed space. And one thing that I think is really great to do is to sit down and take a look back of the past month and say, okay, what have I been selling What do I want to be selling? And I'm speaking specifically, obviously, in the travel realm right now. So have I been selling Caribbean? What do I want to be selling? I want to be selling Safari. Okay, how can I, moving forward, shift my marketing, shift my images on my website, shift my branding to incorporate copy, imagery, tone, communication, education on all of the things that I want to be selling so that I'm continually reiterating reiterating my versatility and the ability to flex to client needs versus what I've been selling in the past.
0: I really love that. We we haven't mentioned that in previously in the conversation, but it is so important to really take that moment and not just dive into the social media batching and writing the next newsletter, but also just taking a step back and taking that eagle's eye view of are we heading down the path that I have envisioned for my 1 and 2 and 3 and 5 year plan for my business? Do I need to take the CEO day and kind of make any minute shifts? I really appreciate that, that idea.
1: Yeah. Really evaluating your brand, like taking a whole like day to really sit down and be like, what is my brand saying? And getting fine-tuned on your ideal client, your target demographic, how you're interacting with that ideal client. How are you actively creating a workflow and a website that doesn't just create these transactional travel mm-hmm. relationships. These raving fans who come back again and again and refer you to people and truly become like the backbone of your business. And that I think all flows back to systems and branding. So.
0: Yep. And I'm, I'm over here noting down, Jen, you were mentioning, maybe you've been booking a lot of Caribbean and you want to book more safaris, do the images on your website, show the type of travel and on your social. And I'm like, Ooh, note to sell. I need to upload my new photos from Morocco to my website because I didn't have any until now. And that is more of what I want to be selling. So those little, I think like the websites and the branding and really looking at the message that we are sending out to the world, like really making sure that that's communicating what we specialize in, our areas of expertise and what we want to be selling. And I feel like this is your zones of genius with Teak. I feel like, do you see a lot of clients approaching you from that CEO day kind of mindset of, we need to start looking at systems. We need to start looking at websites. We're ready for this. I feel like that's a really big CEO day kind of task.
1: Absolutely. That was the whole premise behind when we started teak it was all this stuff for explorator that we just did not have time for because we were bogged down with clients and we knew other people were feeling the same so we created teak and now we're here to help you offload those things that just feel heavy and they're hanging and you got to get to them but you don't know even where to start like how do you totally revamp your systems how do you totally transition your CRM system from one platform to another, or how do you even start designing a logo? Yeah, you can probably buy one somewhere, but is it going to effectively target your demographic? No, because they don't know anything about you. So we're really excited. And right now at the end, we're I guess we're in mid Q4 right now, we are prepping for the launch of our new design services. So we are revamping our 2022 design and workflow services to include not just like a basic brand package, but a signature brand package. So it's for those advisors who are a little bit farther along in their business mm-hmm. cool. and looking for business card designs on top of everything you get. So it's got a little bit more fluff in there, a little bit more jujume. You're done with your branding. It's like, oh my gosh, like you're ready to hit the ground running with social media, mm-hmm. It's like templates and all of that good stuff. So we're looking to expand those and we're also expanding those systems we serve for Workflow. So not just TravelJoy anymore. We had Perfect. So people reach out about Dubsado, Travify and Tess, and all of those good things. Oh,
0: that's amazing. I bet a lot of, I bet a lot of advisors are really excited to hear that, not only TravelJoy anymore, but all of the additional systems.
1: I mean, loud and clear. We hear you all loud and clear. It's what people want. We're giving the people what they want. <laughs>
0: Give the people what they want.
1: <laughs> the very exciting news is that if... Since it is a 2022, our start of our new design and our workflows, if you book your 2022 project here in 2021 and prep for the new year, you get added bonuses. So, we're giving you free extra business card design or free stationery design. And for the workflows, you get extra bonuses to encourage people to get this on your calendar, get it off of your to do list, and step into like Q1 looking good, ready to go. Systems are running and grooving. And yeah. Get that one I, thing off
0: your list. I'm very excited for these new services that you are both adding to 2022. And I'm also really excited to know about this now because it just kind of brings up another point of a true CEO day is also looking ahead and planning for two or three CEO days in the future. So if we know that this is coming for 2022, if anything, systems or branding is something that you know needs to be taken care of, set it up now for January, February, March, and just know that's coming and it will... Release so much space in your brain to know it's not happening yet. It's in the pipeline. It's coming. Jen and Robin are taking care of it. And then you can move on to other CEO days in your business. I love that.
1: No, it's awesome. And maybe you don't need to redesign right now, but March and April is traditionally a little bit slower. February slows down after that January rush. And like get it on your calendar because we've had so many people book in advance because they know they're like, I can't do it yet. 'Cause I'm mm-hmm. it's Q one. I'm in December. Now I'm with my family and it's a holiday. But I'm ready for March. Can I book in March? And so we're trying to give you as much we have I think our first date is January three all the way through Perfect Next one available. So awesome. We are very amazing.
0: Yeah. amazing thank you both so much as always you always have the the most amazing ideas protecting your peace and ceo days and i just i love all of these so i really appreciate you joining us today to just kind of dive into what this is what it looks like for both of you how you both have your own different approaches and hopefully some advisors listening can start implementing ceo days i know that they are the days that i look forward to most each month so thank you both as always for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Masters in Travel. If you loved today's conversation as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and be sure to share this podcast with an advisor who is ready to level up their travel business. If you want more, head over to community.mastersintravel.co. When joining our community, you'll gain access to our free resource library for travel advisors. You can apply to be a mentor or a student in the Masters in Travel Academy and Apprenticeship Program. And you'll be the first to know about courses and workshops created for travel advisors by travel advisors. If you're ready to accelerate the success of your travel business, you can also join our private community and think tank where we collaborate, strategize, and ideate together with advisors working towards similar goals and tackling similar challenges learn more and join the conversation at community.mastersandtravel.co. To continue the conversation, find us on Instagram at mastersandtravel, where we preview upcoming episodes and engage with our listeners to decide what topics to cover next.
2: We'll see you next time.